0: I know I know. You, you know, you you know. I know, you know we but thing about youth hockey. Hello and welcome to the Youth Hockey Podcast, episode eight, what I would like to call the Great Eight, because uh, Lance Alexander has got a topic on deck that I believe will change your hearts, will change your minds it might change you to your very core. So, uh, you know, uh, Lance, do you just want to take over or do you want to have some pablum beforehand?
1: Well, we could have a little uh, banter beforehand because, you know, uh, I don't know, uh, this seems like the appropriate place to talk about. Like, uh, the coach just got back from a trip. The coach and did? Give us a, a two-minute uh, take on uh, how he enjoyed hockey on the East Coast.
2: Um. Yeah, no, it was nice. Uh, beginning of the season, I was there for a little bit, uh, dropping my son off, and uh, he is uh, billeting again this year. Um, last last year, How, of how's he liking his bullet? How's he liking 18U. his you?
0: How's he liking his billet family?
2: Loves his billet family. Great, great folks. Oh, um, good. Yeah, re- really nice. He's up in uh, the suburbs of Boston, and um, I. I I will say um, this is something. Maybe I think mean, we were saying we weren't talking about a topic, but maybe, maybe since you brought it up, Lance it might be worth talking about team composition and uh, throw an audible here. But I will say, for my son this year, one of the nice things about the team that he's playing for is that I think there's six to eight players, maybe even more that are players that he played with last year. And that has not always been the case, but this year, um, that's I think a big a big advantage to him in terms
0: of his comfort level, how he felt about going into the season. Um, Coach, you're locked into this. Next week, I would like you to talk about uh, composition of teams and what they did for your son and what they did in the past, because I think I can riff on that quite a bit, because our sons were on on teams that had – uh, you know, compositional changes. All, well, all do we all need, over. do we need to wait, or should we just talk about yeah, it today? Jump
1: right into it. Because, no,
0: way, no, Lance can't have his. It, we can't sidetrack Lance Alexander. Did you hear what I said at the very beginning? I said it could change your life, could change your your <laughs> internal, oh, like your entire <laughs> clock. I mean, how do we pull away from that kind of commitment to our
1: our youth That's true. Listeners? That's true. Yeah. believe no. me, I know my topic. It's very easy to pull away from. It. It's not <laughs> I'm snacks happy again. To wait a week. Is it snacks? If it, just <laughs> tell me, snacks, yes or no? Okay. Just so that we can talk about the coach's topic, it's about snacks. <laughs> Son of a gun. Man, that is an ugly
0: topic, but I still want to hear it, Lance. Uh, uh, we'll get to a, a composition, but I think it's a great idea. Uh, talk about like uh, how the composition of the team, uh, older, younger, uh, returning, non-returning, how that changes the, uh, the, the way uh, your kid experiences the year. But Lance, I want to hear your topic. Please. Please. Okay. Lance.
1: Before I go jump into my topic, one last note, uh coach, we got to we're going to have to coordinate cuz you know Chris is only about 45 minutes uh from Boston. So I think Okay. Uh he's got to make it a point to uh come out there and you know in his schedule hockey uh for the colleges doesn't start till the end of October. So, you know, and the weekends are are kind of light right now uh uh at school. So he should be. Uh, I'm going to tell him he's got to make a trip down to see Connor. Yeah, super bored. Together. <laughs> yeah, that sounds mm-hmm. great. See the the youth
0: hockey podcast making friends uh, all along the eastern seaboard. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I
1: just feel good about this. All right, so yeah. my topic, my riveting topic. So uh, I was, re- I, I think we've touched on similar topics to this. Okay, before, okay. I, was- I am
0: putting my foot down. I don't want to hear that ever said again on the show. Yes, we've talked about everything before three times. Now, stop talking <laughs> about it. We are done okay. talking about how we've already talked about stuff. Everyone knows it. Go. It's due four
1: time Anyway, so I was reading an article this weekend, <laughs> and uh, it was saying uh, that I I, did, I had never looked at the numbers, but they were saying about how dramatically participation in youth sports is dropped in like the last 10 years and they said they think it's kind of flattened out in the last year or two but it continues to drop so it, it begged the question what's happening out there that's driving uh, kids away so uh, i have several ideas uh, from searching the uh, um, the world wide web as to some of the things that are driving young athletes away from these sports Uh, But the first source I went to was my own expert, in-house expert uh, wife, Kathy, and asked her, like, what what did she see as we trend, you know, as we traverse this world, what did she see was the biggest detriment to youth sports? And, you know, and she was saying, which I thought was uh, very perceptive, was that from her experience, especially at the younger ages, she never felt comfortable that the coaches understood the age of the player that they were dealing with. They never seemed to be in sync. Like we'd have a coach that was coaching uh, like at a maturity level college, but he's coaching seven-year-old boys and, uh, and things like that. And she, you know, so, so her biggest beef was that like, you know, when you're coaching, you know, know the age, know your audience. And, and that's not necessarily the case these days And these coaches you know, forget that these are young uh, men and women, and that the most important thing at those early ages is having fun uh, and not about winning games. Have fun, I, develop, and bring them back again.
0: I think that's a great point. Uh, Kathy uh, should be on the show uh, if you can. If you can, can you round her up and get her on the show? Because that uh, that I think is uh, a really insightful thing. Um, I, I I totally agree with you, uh, Lance. Uh, uh, yeah, and and Kathy.
1: Yeah. All right. She I, is. She is navigating over to the studio. Well, <laughs> uh, awesome. now here. Well, she's coming over. Here's one that I thought I never thought about, and I and I think they're right. Uh, another thing that somebody pointed out. I wish I had their name. I didn't write it down, but they were saying one of their biggest problems with youth sports is that they are taking adult level training and competition and imposing them on young, developing athletes.
0: Yeah, no, I think that's the same point, too. I, I think, uh, you know, that's that's what p- kids necess- don't necessarily... I think the barrier to entry is going to be much higher if everyone is training at that level. Uh, I think you're absolutely right. If everyone has to go through boot camp uh, a- at age six instead of at age 18, uh, you're going to have a lot more dropouts uh, than than you do. And I think, you know, uh, there, there are plenty of people that drop out, out Even when they're that age, uh, they can't handle that kind of intensity. So um, I I think
1: part B, by the way, of that was that and and I'd like you to speak to this, Randy, because they said that part B of this is that they see a lot of these parents see too much of the training is designed for male athletes, but they have female athletes. And they're saying that, you know, is a turnoff to the female, the young women.
0: Okay. I'm right. not going to go. I'm not going to go where you think I'm going with that. I don't think that you should treat women like they are somehow precious flowers just because they're in the sport. I think women can handle a lot more than a, a lot of men uh, believe they can. Uh, you know, like uh, everybody thinks that the the girls, uh, in fact, there was a, there was a, there was a uh, coach uh, at the Kings who was like on a, on a, uh, you know, on a Zoom call. And he was talking about how girls can't handle this and that. And I was like, oh dude Uh-oh. yeah don't don't say that i mean you might oh, be right man yeah he, he ran afoul of
2: of I, randy's uh you know father of the of the daughter no uh,
0: no oh i I, I wasn't i wasn't <laughs> i wasn't on the call or else he would have and, and i'm not saying <laughs> you weren't even i'm that not saying you just heard about it <laughs> oh yeah yeah no well, you hear about these things you know what hockey's like you hear about everything anyway oh, yeah. um, uh, the girls uh I think there are girls that that don't want to be pushed and will cry. You know, there's no crying in baseball. Right. I bet there are girls that uh, do have uh, a kind of sweet temperament that don't want to to be trained like boys at all. I have no problem with that. But let me ask you,
1: Randy, because you're. Yeah, but but I put that on
0: everybody. I think some girls can handle uh, training. At any level that a boy can, uh, and uh, it's not always the the best idea. You have to know your own player. You have to know you you know the context in which they thrive. But I, I don't I don't totally agree with that that sentiment.
1: Well, here's the question, and, and and like I said, you know, being totally honest, I I don't I can't remember how many not many women's or or ladies hockey games have I watched. Maybe one, maybe two. So I really don't have any expertise in this area and so i'm curious like as you watch your daughter play hockey and you have two sons do you think especially at this younger age that it did they're playing the same style of hockey the same you know the same skill set is required to be successful whether it's all boys team or all girls team or is there a difference i don't know because i've never really seen it
0: well she plays on an all boys team and so you know what I don't understand the question completely. She she has had to play with boys up until this year. Uh, and she did so pretty effectively. Not always. You know, sometimes she would get shoved around. Uh, and and I think it kind of threw her off a bit because she wasn't ready for the physicality. But the same thing happens when you go back east. Those little Boston girls, they'll kick your ass on the ice, up and down <laughs> the ice. If they, no, I'm not kidding. Uh, coach, uh, chime in here. Are the East Coast yeah, girls. They're, they're, you know,
2: they got one hand. Uh, yeah. Uh, eating a Dunkin' trawler, on the other hand, right. is uh, is coming up uh, upside and, and giving you a two-hander on the uh, once the donuts eaten.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, the two-hander, uh, it really doesn't fit your one hand on the crawler, but I will go with the metaphor. Trouble. Anyway, <laughs> there. Yeah, yeah, like, and it is a Tim Hortons donut as well. I'm sorry. But... Oh, Tim Hortons? Okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly, are we in yeah. Canada we're talking about now? No, Boston's got a lot of Tim Hortons too, don't they? Uh, don't they have a little... mm, no, no, no. no, no, no. Not really. Dun- Dun- okay. It's the Land of Duncan. It's okay, Land of land Duncan. Duncan. Anyway, uh, those... Uh, those By are... way, Kathy's here now.
3: Yes. Oh,
0: Kathy? John... In studio.
3: Yes. Hello.
0: Hi Kathy, uh, uh, I just a special were... guest here. Yeah, yeah, I thought your your point was great uh, when you make uh, uh, youth sports about free professionalism. Ugh, what a who wants to have their eight year old engaged in that at all? Uh, I totally agreed with what you were saying.
1: Well, here's here's what I'm going to ask Kathy to talk about because uh-huh. this is something that it's been twelve years since the occurrence and it still gnaws at her yeah every day and so i'll let her talk about but what
0: is is that you taking a shower lance Uh, is that uh
1: (laughs) exactly um when when john was six years old and playing hockey for the first his first experience uh kathy felt that she could sense with john that he wanted desperately to get the coach's approval and uh Always was seeking approval from the coach. And again, the coach was not in tune with the age group that he was dealing with. And so, Kathy, tell him well, what happened
3: with that. So we're standing there. We had just finished the practice, I think it was, or the game, and getting ready to leave. And the coach was talking to us. And you know, John looked up to him with these cute little eyes. And he, I just I'll never forget how he said. He goes, Did I do good, coach? Did I do good? And you know, six years old, you want you know you the coach means probably means a lot to you you know and the coach just said to him yeah you did okay and it to me it just crushed me and i i should have said something at not at that moment maybe later on pulled you know made him had a meeting with the coach and just said you know he's six years old you know here he he looks up to you you know i yeah, just thought if, he, if he
0: hasn't if he hasn't learned by that age and I, i'm guessing this is an adult you were talking to There's no way to, there's no way to correct it past that. You know, there's no, you're not the don't, it's not your fault for not meeting with him. It's his fault for making the comment.
3: Yeah. And it's funny because looking back, I I remember it so specifically, specifically like it happened yesterday because as you know, you, you, it just hurt me that, that he was not. He wasn't more positive to John, you know. Myself. Yeah,
1: all he had to say is, hey, you're doing great, buddy. Yeah,
3: give him some, you know, even if he's not the best player whatever, give him the encouragement to want to keep going or want to, you know, do what, you know. That was my thought.
1: Yeah, I mean, right. that was, I mean, I think that's important. Yeah, especially I, at
2: that age. I mean, it's yeah, it just, it's just, it. like you're, it's sort of to your point that there are a lot of people that I guess they just don't, understand uh, maybe what you're saying, Lance, they don't understand the age group. They, they've they got no training or empathy or experience in raising a kid. They don't understand how they are actually in a position to really kind of damage a kid and, and just completely uh, dampen their desire to want to continue to do the sport, which is sort of your whole topic here. Lance coach Uh,
0: coach is it wrong that I just up until the point you said sport I felt like you were describing my parents
2: um yeah well isn't that the job of the parents (laughs) no up until the
0: point you said the word sport I was like okay yeah that's that's them them. yeah that was that was definitely them too okay and then you said sport and I was like oh okay we're back to we're back to hockey
2: yeah and how, how did we all you know how did so many parents get to this Situation too, where they're um tipping around on tiptoes. Because
3: I, I think at that, sometimes you, the parents get clouded. Is that the right word? Clouded. I guess. You know, where they lose sight of. You know, wait a minute. You know.
1: Yeah,
2: but, that that. But, I think everybody should go back to their checkbook and start looking yeah. at those checks that they've written and remind themselves, like you're paying for this. Right. And if you're, exactly. uh, why are you paying somebody to? Um, in, maybe in some cases, mistreat your kid to the point that they don't even want to play the very sport that you're paying them to be participating
1: in. It's it's crazy sometimes. Right, and you know the crazy thing for me is is that I, I remember the, our boys played T-ball. Do you remember Kathy? Yeah. And and he, and here's the weird thing is and and like you said, Kathy, I think we get clouded and we lose focus because when the boys played around that same time period, they were playing T-ball it was like coming together with, with a, a community of Mr. Rogers. Yeah. Do you remember? Yeah. It was always rah, rah, go boys, go. And, and when the kids running in the opposite direction, the third base instead of first, everyone's like rah, rah, rah. And it was all just so much fun and everyone was a winner and uh, the kids had a great time and, and it was never about what the score was or anything. And then, you Know weeks later, we're at the hockey rink and it's for blood. And come on, we're gonna sit the weak guys because we're gonna win this in house championship. It's a
3: completely different, um, atmosphere, you know. Yeah, it
1: was just so cutthroat, yeah, even win at all costs.
3: Yeah, because
1: I, I think so. Yeah, I think part, part of, of that, guys. oh, go ahead, it,
2: at least in baseball, is because baseball has um embraced uh officially, I believe this thing called the positive coaching alliance mm-hmm. and hockey does not have that thing. And all the stuff you're talking about is right out of the PCA, um, coaching book in that they talk about, uh, I, I, I remember having to go through that education because my kids both played uh, baseball and softball and, um, and I coached a, a few years there and I, I played baseball all growing up. So I had, you know, that was one of the reasons I kind of pushed my son to do it. And um, they, the PCA talks about all these type of things, you know, that, that uh, like kids are uh, one of their analogies is like a kid's uh, you know, like a glass of energy or um, capability to participate in the thing. And that every time you give the kid a negative, uh, give them some negative feedback you're you're drawing down that you know that capacity from 100% and i think they had a ratio it was like i want to say 3 or 4 4 to 1 of you got to have three positive things that you've said to them for every one thing that might be negative um and just things like that t- t- I mean, there was well, there was... coach.
0: I, I think baseball also joined the IBA just before I uh, before I was uh, started baseball. <laughs> the the they, what is Irritable bowel, bowel syndrome or something? The <laughs> intensely boring alliance. Uh, when oh, you're wow. that bored, it's hard to get that called up. Listen, when uh, your know, problem you're that... is as a as a parent.
2: Yeah, as a parent watching, that uh, so watching bored. bored. Board, yeah, I get it. Oh. And listen, I, I, my, my daughter did uh, gymnastics. So uh, listen, I, I've, been they
0: joined there. the. They were original member of the IBA. I yeah, mean, there's nothing like going to, a like, meet. to watch her for two minutes, right? You, you watch yeah, well, all the, yeah,
2: yeah, there's like four four events, and the, and the entire participation is two minutes, and you're there for four hours. Yes. and there's nothing like listening to the same piece of music seventy five times. Let me tell you that. Well, that that's fun. By, by the end of that, you're ready to punch yourself
0: in the face. But that's what the IBA is all about. Their mantra yeah. is: <laughs> at the end of this, you'll be ready to punch yourself in the face. You know about this organization, obviously. Yeah, go ahead. yeah
2: well i think you know hockey could maybe take a rule book or take a page from the from the um what baseball has done i i don't you know i've got my stories about baseball that i you know it's not it's it's not like it can fix the <laughs> the 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 coaches that are participatory in that and you know baseball has its own um its own its own issues in many cases but um but uh i i do think that there's a lot of stuff in that PCA. I remember when I was doing it thinking, man, this would really be valuable for a lot of hockey coaches to, you know, it might not change them, but at least it might open their eyes a little bit to think for a second about, you know, how they're interacting with kids, especially at those younger ages, when you're talking about, you know, 10U, 8U, when you're literally, they're children. There's no doubt. That's the, that's the thing. I think about this story you're telling Kathy. It's, I mean, you're talking about a child who's, eight less than eight years old and to have a coach that's that focused on anything other than that like the only thing that coaches should be coached uh, focused on at that age is just getting out making sure the kids are having as much fun as possible and uh you know trying to teach them a little bit in the most positive way that you can and, hey, can uh,
0: I take a shot at another reason why uh, youth sports and uh, Raleigh, I don't mean to interrupt. Yeah. Do you mind if I take a shot at another reason? Cause I think, you know, like I, 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 I do think uh, I might've just stumbled upon something. I don't know. Um, I would wonder if like reading has uh, dropped about the same amount uh, and you know, like uh, not just like individual sports or running or cross country. I'm wondering if we're tucking ourselves into technology um, in a, you know, kind of almost on a personal level to the point in which that's our boyfriend, girlfriend, mom, dad, friends, relationships, uh, you know, that, that phone in our hands, uh, has taken over so many of those relationships that we, we just don't do anything as much, uh, including sports. Uh, I'd love your thoughts on that.
1: Well, I know Kathy thinks that it's burning the brain cells of our boys. Exactly. right? Exactly.
0: <laughs> well, no, I don't. There's I'm not even things. saying that it, I'm not even saying that it's it's hurting people. I'm just saying it's overtaking their, their the 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 kind of conscious, you know, it's overtaking all of our attention. Basically, it's just taking our attention in a way that will draw away from anything, sports, uh, ab, uh academics uh relationship i bet there are fewer boyfriends and girlfriends right now at least when i look around you know like when i was when i was in high school and stuff like that your goal from age 16 on was to get a girlfriend it was to get right. a girlfriend yeah no 100% that's what you need so you got a job you got a car you got a uh uh you know a, a a sick uh uh i don't know upturned polo uh lacoste t-shirt or you know uh, whatever the hell it was and you tried to <laughs> Yeah. You got gel for your hair. You tried. No, this is not the 50s, but, you know, you tried to look cool and be cool so that you could find a girlfriend. I do not see uh, a lot of kids going out and, and engaging socially either. I really think that there's an across the board lack of participation in everything because the phone has sucked up so much of our attention.
1: I, mean, I agree with you, Randy, 100 percent, because, you know, you just got me thinking about I, I was thinking about my youth. And, you know, on a on a quiet weekend for me, uh, my group of friends, we were always doing one of three things. We were heading to the park to play some baseball, just, you know, little pickup games. Or we were heading to play some pickup basketball. Uh, or the third thing we used to do all the time was uh, touch football. Touch football in the park. You know, we We're because there, there was nothing. I mean, it was either watch TV or get out and do something like that. And we were always actively doing something. And uh, I think about the youth of today, you know, I don't see them going out to the park and getting in a pickup basketball game or getting their buddies together and playing a little football. Um, you know, like, like Chris, I don't think – Chris or John, I don't think they've ever touched a basketball maybe – in in their life, you know, they certainly never did on their own any football or 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 throw a baseball around, you know. It, it, but what do they do all weekend? They're on that phone looking yeah, at that's at social media.
3: That's their companion. Yeah, it's there fun. you
2: go. Well, yeah, um, I mean, social media is definitely problematic, uh, especially depending on the gender. But but it does seem to to cross gender lines. And um, yeah, I I I mean I'm sure there's a lot of things involved in this whole thing. However, I I, not not that I not that I would disagree with you, Randy. uh, That that there's a a bigger picture here that you know goes to all the different um, possible ways that people can spend their time, uh, or or youth can spend their time. Um, Because because I will say um you know there was like it's hard for people maybe to relate to a time before some of these things were like a common societal sort of archetype but um there was always the quote unquote nerds um you know and and there was a lot of uh and a lot the way a lot of those people were looked down upon for their interests in in like the time when i was uh, young um, you know, now it's kind of come around where um a lot would you of the say that there's have, a revenge of the
0: nerds? The yeah, culture? there might, would, might be would a try. Would you, would you say nerds. that there there <laughs> may be a
2: revenge
0: of those people that you yeah. call nerds? Uh,
2: I mean in in uh in pop popular culture, absolutely, because a lot of the things they were interested in, you know, Dungeons and Dragons and fantasy novels and things, this stuff's all become mainstream now. So the only, only thing I would I you know would just caution about what you're saying is that there's always been people who for whom sports were not the most important thing or,
0: are not a, not a big central point of their life. I'm just saying the jocks now have the phones in their hand. You know, it's like, yes, the nerds have the phones in their hands. Of course, they're playing dungeons and dragons and they're looking at uh Twitch or whatever the hell they're looking at. Right. But I right. also see the jocks with the same. I mean, you know, Chris is not a nerd. Uh, 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 Lance, uh, confirm this. Nerd, Chris.
1: He's not a nerd. Not a nerd. <laughs> is he always on his stupid phone? Always. I'm sure. As soon as he scores a goal, I'm sure he takes a selfie and
0: yeah, takes a selfie, does a selfie, puts it on TikTok, and goes home. I mean, that is, uh, you know, that my point isn't uh, that, uh, that that uh they've become more or less nerd or more or fewer nerds. Sorry, I'm just saying. There's, uh, I, I think that everyone has been drawn into the spectacular uh, smartphone in a way that uh, it might take a couple generations to untangle
2: yeah but but the topic is why uh, the que- the question lance posed is why is it that fewer people are playing sports yeah. so he- so here you have an example of you know does does pretty much every every pro athlete now have like Uh, social media accounts most do you know yeah Uh, I bet you everyone does um, and 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 it's sort of part of the promotional mechanism and how fans interact with them and all uh, you know and all all this stuff is going on now Um, so I think that's that's a part of the reason why the kids that actually are fully bought in and and, you know uh, sports is a big part of their life why they're why they're doing that along with everybody else. Not, not that I won't. So so I guess, I guess that's my question for you, Randy, is, do you see a more, I mean, is there a more direct connection to that that you see, which is, you know, uh, causing people to say, I don't even want to be part of sports.
0: Uh, You know, I, I don't know, coach. Uh, I'm, I'm just trying to fill in some blanks and I think, you know, both you and Lance make good points. I, I, I think uh, there are, Things about um, you know the the uh, coaches that push you away from the sport. I think that there are some some parents that uh, you know. I think we have to take responsibility too, people. Uh, you know, have you seen the caliber of parent that shows up to most hockey games? Yeah, it's it's rough. <laughs> yeah, no, there are some real real winners out there, and I'm not talking about our audience at Youth Hockey Podcast because you're all tops. But some people just on the fringes, no one you've ever met but perhaps someone you've met uh, act a little bit outrageous at these, you know, so like parents are bad, not bad. Parents uh, can be problematic. Coaches can be problematic. I think the, the environment can be problematic too. I don't know how much each of those ingredients have, have added to this, you know, this kind of uh, dereliction stew, but I'm, I'm I'm willing to say that uh, that um, there are people out there uh, who definitely don't need sports to make friends anymore because they've got all of their friends online and they don't need sports to prove that they're awesome because they just mined seven gems out of a forest of dragnar or something like that. So why do I, <laughs> I need to, you know what I mean? Uh, they don't need sports for a lot of the things that sports used to do for me. So yeah, maybe they won't pick up that, you know, if they're picking up a battle battle ax and, and going raiding the castle, uh, maybe they're not going to pick up a bat afterwards and, and shag a few balls and, and hit them, you know, and, and go to batting practice. I don't know. I, I mean, uh, I think, I think that's, that's very probable that
2: if a kid is having more fun doing one activity yeah. than another um, and there, there are a certain percentage of kids which are like, well, I just want to do the thing that I, I enjoy. What, well, why would I want to even do this other thing? and And that's, that's part of the kind of upbringing uh, aspect of it, or the, or the, you know, the parental family values, societal values of things. Um, because I, I definitely feel like there's room for both and that you, you know, part of, part of your job as a parent, at least, you know, the values that, that we held in our family was that your kid needs to have uh, activities that, you know, are physical along with the, you know, sitting in front of a, uh, a uh, game console and, uh, uh, you know, let them do both if that's what they enjoy, but don't let one become the only thing now that, you know, it might not be right for some people and not might not be right for everybody, but at least that's kind of the way we felt about it and kind of push that. And there, you know, there's probably times when my kid was like, you know, I don't want to do this. And we're like, well, you know, we're going to do it because we made a commitment or whatever.
0: Oh, you used us to have. Some well, I remember that that phrase you used to always say to your son. Um, What was it, Lance? Do you remember it, Lance? <laughs> Did I it? always said or the coach? No, coach. Said. Coach always said. Um,
1: what 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 was it? Do you remember it, Lance? Was it skate faster, you loser?
0: No. no, no, no. I think it was if you want to eat, you'll do what dad says. I think that was, wasn't that it, David? That cute little saying you used to well, have? With, I had, with uh, well, I had Connor.
2: Uh, there's uh, two ways to do things the, there's, there's the right way, and then there's my way, and they both have to <laughs> same. <laughs> that was my dad. So. <laughs>
0: So, okay, um, is you know, Kathy Beth... still here? I've got a, I've got a, uh, end, sh- uh, end of show game that I have. Well, just ha- well, hang on, hang here. on. I, okay. I, want him, I, I need want to know make Kathy's a point. still here. Yes, please do. Yeah, but but she let's away for a moment. But go ahead, see, coach. See,
2: I, I knew that as, soon as Kathy could get away from this, she was going to be gone. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even need to. I, I could use my spider sense there, but anyway, um, let, I I don't know if anybody said this this directly, but um this uh, there is a, a a strong correlation and belief that a big reason that this has happened is because of professionalization which we've somewhat touched upon and you know money being the, a huge dr- economic driver in youth sports where where it was not so much that this way in the past and uh and and also the, along with that has come this drive to specialize. And uh, I wanted to bring up um, that I listened to um, uh, a recent episode of um, revisionist history podcast, which I brought up many times. uh, And uh, that's the Malcolm Gladwell uh, podcast. And he, they touched upon this exact thing, uh, particularly in terms of, of uh, women's sports. And there's an uh, episode I would, uh, I would encourage people to listen to it, seek it out. It's uh, it's an episode where he had on a, uh, because he's uh, been a lifelong runner and he had on a couple of women who have, uh, one was a, a, a um, world champion runner and the other was a um, a, a long coach. And she's written a, a book about uh, this and, and their contention is that um, very much that um, sports uh, have not um, really, under, uh, sought to understand uh, the gender differences with uh, with women, and particularly how they, how and when they develop, um, and that a lot of times, uh, they're one of the points. I, I just want to make one quick one that that I can recall was that um, at eighteen to nineteen to twenty, young men are on this uh, upward swing where they're getting to their peak performance and it's a very uh upward trajectory and with women that is not the way that they that their bodies their their um biology works they don't peak at 18 19 20 uh, you know uh, with this this very upward trajectory it's much more of a leveling they they uh, you know i think we know like their their peak growth velocity starts much earlier. And so, you know, young women get, you know, get taller and then they kind of level out at the 14, 15 age. uh, Whereas boys are, are hitting that peak trajectory a little bit older, 16, 17. And then, but then, you know, the testosterone and everything's kicking in and they're growing and they're getting muscles and they're getting stronger, faster, you know, very with a very upward trajectory line, whereas women, it kind of, evens out well um their point was there's tremendous pressure on women at this at this young age group because that's when they're being um they're they're trying to get their athletic scholarships and uh they even you know they brought up a bunch of things like like has is it even really a beneficial to women and their activity in sports and their interest in sports to have all this pressure placed upon them. at, at this young age when they're not really even ma- going to mature or hit their, hit their, um, you know, their, their uh, kind of uh, peak, peak, yeah, their peak capacity until they might be in their late twenties, uh, even thirties. And you, I think you kind of see this with uh, a lot of women's sports. Look how many uh, women uh, on the, the women's uh, the U S Olympic team are older than you would expect compared to, you know, to like a men's team. Um, So that there's, there's, you know, I think some very interesting things that you have to consider if you have a daughter um, in the way that uh, um, that was brought up in that podcast. And it's, you know, all this, this uh, pressure put on them at an age, when, um, when they're going through a lot of, a lot of uh, physiological changes. Um, so yeah, I mean, this is a great topic. I think we could probably talk about it a lot more. And of course, uh, none of us are experts in anything related to this. So, um, I guess maybe this can just be something for people to think about.
1: Yep. And Randy, Kathy's ready for your quiz. <laughs> okay. The end now,
0: Kathy, you can't bow yeah. to pressure. You're going to hear okay. answers and you have to give your true and real answer. Uh, okay. this is what would Kathy choose or as I call okay. it. What would Kathy choose? Uh, (laughs) Gentlemen, uh, uh, which would Kathy choose to play for again? The Kings, the Ducks, or the Bears? The Kings, the Ducks, the Bears. Uh, David, what do you think?
2: Um, Most likely. I'm going to say say now. I'm going to say
0: the Ducks. Okay. Uh, Lance? I was thinking the Kings. I got to go the Bears because I love them so much. Kathy?
3: I would go with the Ducks.
0: Okay, back oh, wow. to the ducks. That puts David in the lead. One okay. for me now. Can we you... ask why, or are we just going to move on? Sure. No, no. Go ahead. Uh, she's your wife, please.
3: Um, just the just the memories of good memories there. You know, not that the other places weren't good memories, but just.
0: Oh, you don't better, have to sugarcoat the Bears' Better, better <laughs> <laughs> memories. You don't have to sugarcoat your Bears' better
2: memories. Okay, yeah. This Exactly my reasoning. I was thinking yeah. about it, and I was like, yeah. you know, they had
0: they had. Like two, yeah. three great years at the ducks and yeah. Kathy's gonna be high yeah. in So exactly. Yeah. Okay. Uh uh number two. Uh Kathy, would you rather have a game where your both your sons uh uh get two assists, or would you rather have Chris get a hat trick or John get a hat trick? Those oh, are your three choices. The one. I know. David, what are you going with?
3: Hmm.
2: I'm gonna guess that Kathy's gonna <laughs> gonna say
0: that the assists the two assists and two assists lance
1: i'm gonna go with what dad would answer which is one of them get a hat trick (laughs) which one uh hmm uh i would
0: say chris I'd say John. This is easy for me. I, Johnny does not get as many hat tricks. I think Kathy's going to go for sentiment. Go ahead, mm-hmm. Kathy.
3: Okay, I'm going to go with John gets the hat. Yes, hat. yes, <laughs> totally. <laughs> I gailed. think Randy's
1: leading the no, witness. No, uh,
3: no, he, he, you know, he,
0: he deserves. deserves he got it.
3: Acclimates.
0: Okay, okay, and this is our last question. Hopefully, we'll all tie and Lance get a point. Uh, <laughs> If if you could follow your son to one place to watch him play hockey for an entire season, would that be in Minnesota, in Boston, or in Chicago? Uh Dave? I,
1: I'll go first with that. I think that's okay. easy because
0: uh Well, you might want to go last, Lance. Have you thought about this? Because you might be tipping off two people that don't oh,
1: know. Okay. I'll
0: go last. Okay. I was about to say, go Dave, you wanna you wanna go? Boston. Okay, I would say uh, I'm going outside of it. I'm going Chicago. I think uh, she's she's the Windy City gal. Go ahead.
1: Okay, because I'm gonna say uh, I I mean I know the answer. The answer has got to be Boston, Coach, awesome. because Minnesota's too cold. Chicago, she really doesn't have any uh, tie to, but she loves New England. She'd you're leading you're time. leading her you don't
0: stop spend the and whole work. the whole time stop she was there in <laughs> or or with
3: the
1: wicked tuna guys
3: exactly. I am yeah. shut, i'm yeah.
0: shutting down this whole conversation go ahead Kathy.
3: okay so it is boston because ah. minnesota's too cold i just have a lot of memories of it being freezing cold there um chicago i don't think i've really been there much we were there Once. twice. okay i don't have i don't, Remember it. Oh, strong members. And, and Like you say, Boston, there's so many beautiful places I'd love to go see back there. Ah,
0: okay. Okay. Uh, Dave, you win. You win the round. Uh, I don't know what nice. you're going to win, but uh, if you can uh, uh, give us an idea of what you think Dave should win, please email us at youthhockeypodcast at oh, com. <laughs> youth hockey podcast is at gmail.com and we would love to thank the lovely kathy for uh joining us on the podcast kathy do you have anything you'd you'd like to say on your way out because it was really nice having your your opinions well,
3: thank you it was nice to uh to be invited so to participate and be invited thank you
0: yay well we'll um, see you. yeah yeah
3: that's it
0: <laughs> <laughs> well we'll okay. see you all on episode number nine coming up next uh thanks for listening youth hockey podcast listeners
3: Remember to visit Gabe Gifford Hockey. The link is in the description and the webpage below.